faces I've been all around the world Seen a lot of faces Never know where I was On the horizon Ooh, well I know, I know, I know, I know So I'll be rising Back home It's an Alcom Single Network live from The Nefesh Benefesh Medex events the Medical Expo 2023 that's going to shed some light on how people who are uh, employed or are thinking of being employed in the medical industry in Israel can go about taking all their credentials from the United States and bringing them to the Holy Land. That's just one piece of this whole thing. Believe me, there's plenty more. We have a great lineup. The Malcolm Single Radio Show is live, and we have a great, great lineup. Here at NBN Medex, Nefesh Benefesh Medical Expo 2023. A lot of wonderful people we're going to be speaking to. And hopefully, as we've been doing for God knows how many years, hopefully it will um, enhance everyone's desire to make Aliyah and move to Israel. That's the goal, after all, is to make sure that as many people as possible understand the future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel and take advantage of that and move to uh, whatever communities and whatever neighborhoods are most attractive for you and your family. And those of you who are part of the medical industry, as we've been saying, there is an opportunity today to find out plenty more about uh, what's happening when it comes to uh, licensing and other procedural matters in Israel. Uh, It is Sunday. If you're listening to this on archive, just understand we're here on a Sunday at 11.01 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time at the Marriott Glen Point in Teaneck, New Jersey. We'll be here until 1 o'clock. And um, we'll have an opportunity to meet some special guests, people who are involved in one way, shape, or form with the entire pursuit of getting those in the medical industry to head to Israel. Those of you who want more information about Aliyah in general, whether it's medical or not, it's 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. You can also go to web nbn.org.il again that's nbn.org.il and you can uh, get uh, the majority of the information you need to make your dream come true Uh, there are people here who are going to be um, on the entire spectrum in terms of age Uh, young people who have just recently or are planning based on their degrees on going into the medical field or some type of a therapeutic pursuit, or therapy pursuit, I should say. And then, of course, there are those who are on the other end of their career who've been doing this for 20, 25 years and want to move all their credentials and their capabilities to helping people in Israel and then eventually retire in the Holy Land and uh, do whatever is possible to, do whatever is possible to um, uh, enhance this entire sector in Israel. And I am told that we have our first guest. Am I right? Oh, we don't have our first guest. Okay. <laughs> I'm very bad at signals, as my staff knows. And, and we don't have our first guest. But we will have our first guest soon. Uh, some of the people that have uh, been critical in um, helping those in the United States get their credentials approved and licensing processed in Israel, include members of government, those who deal with the health ministry, those who deal with uh, 
Knesset procedures, etc., and procedures in the medical field. Uh, and in addition to that, there are people here in this, uh, in this room today who are chairing specific regional or geographic committees as um, different areas of Israel make their pitch to have a specific uh, neighborhood or a community highlighted and, uh, and do their best to attract people who are coming from North America to check out their area of Israel. So today is not just about uh, medicine, although obviously that's the basic theme. It's also about people finding out practical places to live, practical places where their services would be needed, where they'd be able to, um, to contribute and contribute in a major way uh, to Israeli society. So that's the, um, th- those are some of the themes and some of the categories of discussion that are going on today uh, at the MedEx conference. There are 350 medical professionals, including 110 physicians, who are expected here today. Over uh, 80 Israeli medical licenses were granted in the year 2022. So you can see this is not just a, you know, an occasional thing that happens. This is a serious effort that gets tremendous results. Um, Attendees are coming from 20 different states here in the United States. Different medical professions are represented, including uh, dentistry, medicine, nutrition, nursing, occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy, optometry, pharmacology, podiatry, psychology, and ultrasound technicians. And uh, plus there are 24 medical specialties that are being featured here. Everything from dermatology and cardiology to neurology and rheumatology and so many in between. And there are many um, medical institutes that are having representatives here today. I didn't even realize there were 16 medical institutions in Israel. 16 of the ones that do exist in Israel have representatives here today. So it's a serious event with some serious people looking to take their serious education and utilize it for the benefit of Israeli society. Uh, Plus, of course, in general, as we always say, the future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel and no organization um, speaks to that more than Nefesh Benefesh with over 75,000 Olim in the last 20 years, over 13,000 Oles soldiers, over 11,500 pioneers who are now living in Israel's periphery, and on the subject of medicine, 840 physicians and almost 3,000 medical professionals. So you're talking about a, uh, a slew of amazing and incredibly uh, talented and qualified people who are now bringing their expertise to the Holy Land. We're at Medex 2023. And those of you out there who have ever considered taking your expertise in your area of uh, of study and bringing it to Israel. Many of you may have thought that when it comes to medicine, that would not be possible, but boy, it's possible, all right. And they're making sure here at the Nefesh Benefesh headquarters that um, they're making sure here at the Nefesh Benefesh headquarters. Want to just, can we just, can I have this? Okay, thanks. They're making sure at the Nefesh Benefesh headquarters that um, that everybody who wants to pursue 
the uh, medical profession in Israel are able to do so. My name is Nachum Siegel. You're listening to uh, NSN on a Sunday. And again, if you're listening to this in archive form, just understand that it's now 11.08 in the morning in the East Coast as we broadcast from the uh, Marriott Glen Point in Teaneck, New Jersey, where the Nefesh Medex 2023 is taking place. You can um, go to the website at nbn.org.il. Again, that's nbn.org.il. And certainly you can go to... Um, your telephone and dial 8664-ALIYAH, 866-NUMBER-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. Our first guest coming up at JM in the AM. Been a lot of places. I've been all around the world. Seen a lot of faces. Never know where I was on the horizon. Don't be rising back home No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same drum No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same drum Don't forget where you belong We're at MedX 2023 here with our friends at Nefesh Benefesh and Ronen Foxman is head of Post Aliyah and the Advocacy Division at the Nefesh Benefesh. A pleasure to welcome you to the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, Nachum. Pleasure to be here. Shalom, shalom. I was told you're Mr. MedX. I'm Mr. Medix. Um, yeah. Uh, basically, I used to refer MedX as my fifth son. I have four boys back home, but MedX is, uh, used to be a toddler. Uh, it crawled. It walks, and now I, t- I just told Rabbi Fast, our CEO, that I think it's going to go into the army in a few years. Amazing. Uh, it's really maturing, huh? It's really maturing, yeah. There are so many people when they contact Nefesh Benefesh, and I know this from personal experience, not me- meaning not me, but those who have said this to me, that when they start the process to make Aliyah, not necessarily on the medical track, but in general, uh, they realize that as much as the, the dream is there and the goals are attainable, as the Nefesh Nefesh staff will tell you, still there's work to be done and procedures that take time and take effort. And, you know, as easy as NBN has made Aliyah, still there's a lot of stuff people need to know. Correct. When it comes to the medical track, I would imagine that often people are even more discouraged than that because they're probably thinking, oh, gosh, you know, how am I ever going to enter a foreign country, and that's what it is to them, Israel, a foreign country, and and have my credentials count for something in the medical field. Are their fears real or not? Uh, first of all, I really I understand the fear, um, but I think what we have here is kind of an example to why um, they can relax and they can uh, rely on us, and they can just they, sh- they should come because what we have here is the Ministry of Health. We have the Israeli Medical Association. We have... All the hospitals, Kupot Cholim, HMOs, anything you can dream of, basically telling you and sending the message, come, we want you, we'll help you, we'll hold your hand. And the fact that, uh, I'm going to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. Nine years ago, in order to start the process, one has to have an Israeli to that's the hoot number, an ID, meaning to make Aliyah. 
You have you, to have apply to make Aliyah. No, oh, you, even you further have than to that. complete your Aliyah. You wouldn't be able to open a file with the Ministry of Health, the Misara Buyut, to you're start converting citizen. your, whether it's medical licensing or PT license or whatever. You just, they wouldn't talk to you without a Tudat Zehut number. Um, and then, obviously, what it meant is that people will make Aliyah and then, sorry, sitting, doing their paperwork while not working and providing their families. We basically turn it upside down because if you come to medics, you submit your documents, you get it approved, and then you get it all approved except for you to that zehut. So you see what we did here? Now you make Aliyah, you send us your to that zehut from the airport. I don't even need it to that zehut. Just send me your number. Send me a WhatsApp. This is my new Mispar zehut, my new ID number. Same day, I'm sending it to Misrada Briut, and their email will be on it. And that's it. And that's it. And then by the time, I believe that if you do everything by the book and by like following our instructions, you can get your license in the mail before you unpack your last suitcase. Ronan Foxman is with us. So not only was that a problem, right? Vinahapohu, from what you just described, right? It was Tudatzehut before they're going to start talking to you about your medical qualifications. But in addition to that, if I remember correctly from years ago, there were certain areas of medicine that were easier than others. That That's not... That that was not uh, an impression. That was reality, right? That that Correct. certain. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was more complicated areas of medicine or maybe uh, areas of medicine where Israel was well taken care of already, so they didn't need others to come and uh, and 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 become part of that industry. Is it now across the board? What you just described? Yes. Is it across the board? Across the board. A I, physical I'm- therapist and a surgeon are going to go through the same type and the same speed in terms of the process. Yes. I mean, I, I don't want to go into the details, right. but uh, PT has an exam to take that a surgeon d- doesn't. Right. Um, and that's still, it's an obstacle. I won't lie. Um, few professions in Israel are still required to be examined again, no matter how experienced, how uh, well-renounced uh, here in America, even in the world. Uh, a PT will always have to take an exam. There are no exceptions. We're working on trying to change uh, the rules, the law, the legislation. Uh, but right now, uh, only a few professions, such as doctors, dentists, pharmacists, uh, are exempt from taking an exam. And I, I, I understand this is this is a hurdle. Right. This is big. How likely can a pharmacist find employment in Israel? Two seconds. Why is that? Because we are lacking pharmacists. I, I was called the other day by someone very important at the Ministry of Health, basically crying for help. Find us pharmacists, and if, if I'm allowed to say, the salaries are crazy because of that. Huh. Even, even pharmacy assistant, as they call it, meaning you're not yet a pharmacist okay. in Israel. You can still start working in a pharmacy in one of the kupot, which they're all represented here and they will take you in a heartbeat. Interesting. And is there anything else in the medical field that moves as quickly as that one when it comes to trying to find a job? Doctors. Also? Doctors. Meaning hospitals, practices, what? Yeah, hospitals, kupot cholim. Um, and if we're talking about the periphery, the uh, the situation is so dire, it's so acute. Um, they'll take anyone. Obviously, the Hebrew is... Yeah, I was just going to say, language The Hebrew is language is an issue, Um as you go far from the center, the issue became usually more um, more central uh, because in the periphery, sometimes you need more, um, you have more Arabic speaker or Russian speaker that won't get along with a doctor that doesn't speak 
some some Hebrew right uh, but again this is something we work on with Misra Klita with the Ministry of Health about creating medical ulpanim pre-aliyah this is something new we did a pilot last year and we hope to renew it because it was very successful 25 doctors and other medical professionals who attended a If, if I know correctly, the first in history pre-Aliyah online medical ulpan. People sat in New Jersey. I even had a brave one from the West Coast, woke up really early on Sunday morning um, and attended a medical ulpan run by a, a professional Hebrew speaker, teacher from Israel. 48 on Sundays, it was amazing. And those doctors came to me and said, we were very skeptical that an online medical ulpan, how is that going to work? And uh, a doctor came to me and said, listen, I sat in a medical conference and I understood 75% of it just because of those four hours a week. Interesting. Uh, so yes, doctors are in a huge shortage. If, you are, if you're in business, if you're good at what you do, if you are willing to work hard at the beginning to get the, uh, get the basic Hebrew and then you'll pick it up, they will snap you um, everywhere. Some, some, some specialties and subspecialties are Or in 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 uh in much more um demand demand but basically everything Ronan Foxman is with us as a matter if you're a rookie or if you're a 20-year veteran what would you say to those who've been in medicine for 20 years what would you say to those who are literally just getting their degree um, again it, it varies from profession to profession in some profession I would recommend get some get experience. something in, get some experience put something in your backpack before you come um, again if it's for doctors you Sometimes it depends on the person it's it's actually better to start in Israel mm. if, you, if you're like fresh come do your stage here do residency in Israel there are some benefits also for that um, and then you'll be acclimated into the system kind of ingrained uh, from the get-go and you don't have all the um, someone who's uh, 55 and coming and he has to do all the uh, you know the getting adapted into into a, a new place with the logging system and with the Hebrew and with the personnel and with the HR if you start fresh and you have all your uh, all your docs in the row and you got and you got your license approved sometimes coming to Israel in in, uh, in a younger age is is better but a medical professional that's been doing it for 20 years if he works as hard or if she works as hard as you described earlier they can do it yes. 100%. It's just a tough first year or two, I It's would guess. It's a tough first year or two. Um, we need to set expectations, so talk to us. Um, if, whether it's about the licensing process, whether it's about uh, salaries, differences in some areas, the salaries from America are significant, um, mainly the paramedical. So it's something that you need to take into consideration when, when making the LEA plans and, and building your budget. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, I guess the general information is people should just try to open up their application as soon as possible and indicate that they're on the medical track, right? Exactly. Once you open your uh, the application with Nefesh Benefesh and indicate that you're a medical professional, you should be automatically uh, be connected with, with my team, the medical professional team. You can reach us directly at medpro at nbn.org.il um, and we'll send you A, information, and B, which I believe is the most the most Uh, powerful resource we can give is a mentor someone from your field and it could be as specific as you want I'm a neonatologist specialist in this I'll find you an Ole who did it and you'll talk to him and he'll explain to you how he did it what he does usually it's a great network um, connections and usually also people find a find jobs through those connections but 
I think that me being able to provide with a medical profession from that field who did it kind of gives the, the new Ole the, uh, the, uh, the, the notion that, okay, someone did it. I'm not the first. I'm not the Nachshon Ben Aminadav. I'm not the Chalutz. <laughs> um, if he did it, I can do it too. And now he's going to help me. And those people are knocking on the door and say, I want to, the veteran Olim, they call us and say, please put us on the, on the mentors list because we wanna, now we feel comfortable. We sure. want to mentor the new wave. And I think it's beautiful. What website did you say specifically for medics? Um, first of all, we have the, the medics website is staying on uh, with all the information, but this is our email address, medpro, email. medpro at nbn.org.il. This is the medical professional team. We're available for you, and we'll give you all the information, the connections, if you need to meet, Zoom, whatever. Ronen, todaraba. Besimcha, Ronen. I hope today's a very successful day. It looks like. We're meeting a lot of good people today, huh? Yes. Um, and I want to say we're meeting... A, a lot of young, good people today. And As you just said, that's one of the keys. That's refreshing. All right. Um, in last year's medics, 2022, um, the average in, in the median age was 66 for doctors. We had 100 doctors, but there, the average yeah. age was 66. You know what the average is today? Please tell me. 47. I wonder if COVID had anything to do with that. COVID has anything, something to do with it. The army kind of reduced their regulations and uh, the uh, requirement for, for serving in the army for doctors. I'm saying specifically really for doctors. Um, that was a huge hurdle, and I think we kind of got it out of the way. Um, things that happened in America, things that happened in, the, in, in Israel, um, but we got the age cut off by 20 years. That's dramatic right you've you've just pointed out something maybe without even saying it it is a reflection of some of the things happening in this country yes that we have that median age drop so dramatically people are willing to take the leap yeah um if if i would talk to a young doctor five years ago he would say listen i need to burn out the loans i need to work in the american salaries right. before and now people are saying if i'm making aliyah i'm gonna do it soon yeah, unfortunately for a lot of people, there's not much left in this country to really enjoy at this point. So that's, uh, and this is one indication of that. Todarabalacha. Bismcha. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. Thank you so much. More All coming right. up. You're listening to an NBN NSN specific uh, uh, event. It's called MedX 2023, and we're going to be speaking with special guests all through the next couple of hours who are going to be concentrating on this area of um, Aliyah for medical professionals. Remember, there's a web address, pretty simple for those of you who'd like to explore Aliyah, no matter what profession you might be in, nbn.org.il. You could also use the phone number 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-ALIYAH, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. But those of you who are specifically in the medical field, when it comes to dentistry, medicine, nutrition, nursing, occupational, physical, and speech therapy, podiatry, pharmacology, and so many others. Uh, we have an incredible and amazing staff here, and, and really everywhere, because you could do this even when you're not here in Teaneck, New Jersey, who are willing to speak to you and are ready to um, provide all the information you need to head to Israel with your qualifications. This is somebody on my list. Say it again. Dina? Um, yeah, Dina's here. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Dina Kornblau, a little bit of a little bit of a change of schedule. Uh, but nonetheless, a pleasure. We we need you to put your uh, your headset on, please. 
Uh, Dina Kornblau is a Medex participant. According to the notes that we have here, uh, she was here at last year's Medex, but uh, did not follow through yet on the licensing part. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to have you here. Have you followed up yet? Is this licensing going to be in your near future? Licensing, God willing, will be in our near future. I just did all the paperwork for it, and, and also in the very near future, God willing, will be Aliyah. We, have a, we are on a Nefesh Benefesh flight on May 16th. Wow. That's now? Yes. That's like yes. really now. Right after Pesach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you packing? Um, uh, we are um, not at the packing stage. We're at the downsizing phase right. and uh, giving away... Lots of furniture. Do you know where like you're that. heading to in Israel? Jerusalem. Nice. Yeah. Unbelievable. So um, what type of medical professional are you? I'm a pediatric neurologist. Wow. And uh, I've been working in, in New York for the last 20-something years. And, uh, uh, and I know, know, pe- I know pediatric there. means kids, but the, the majority so, of your practice would concentrate on what ages? Like? Um, so, I'm, so, I'm, so I'm a neurologist who works with children, right. and so I'll see children from 0 to 21 years old. Literally babies. Yeah, oh yeah, newborns. And all the way through teens. And I would guess that your profession has gained tremendously over the years between technology, knowledge, education. Uh, there must be some incredible uh, advancements in your area of medicine. There's huge advancements. I mean, um, when I first started in medical school, MRI had just been developed, and so it was just being used. Now MRI is, is <laughs> integral to, to what, what we do. Right. And the biggest advance in the last few years is the genetics um, and uh, the advancements in genetics that allow us to uh, diagnose things that were much more difficult to diagnose before and much more uh, onerous and time-consuming and um, difficult, like you know the diagnostic odyssey of somebody who has a rare neurologic disease and what they go through can now be diagnose much more quickly and um, get the information more quickly. Speaking with Dr. Dina Kornblau, right, I would assume. Yes, yes. It says your your name without a title. Um, When did you discover that Israel could use the services of someone like yourself? Um, Have you always known this? I think I've always assumed that there's a right. shortage in America of, of pediatric neurologists, and I assumed that they would have there be need there. And then when I started talking to people about making Aliyah, um, people have, uh, you know, absolutely yes, there's a there would be a need for pediatric neurologists. So I don't, I haven't uh, attempted yet to line up a job or even histakut the observation period, um, uh, which I'll. I'll do when I get there. First, I'm going to concentrate on Olpan. I've already done a med- medical Olpan actually through Nefesh Benefesh. Right. Um, we did their first um, online Olpan last year. I was part of that that first group, and it was great. Um, but I still need uh, more Hebrew to go before I start. Uh, was that a Zoom Olpan? Yes, it was just once a week on Sundays, and it was wonderful. And uh, what do you think the the job search process will be like there? Have you been given any advanced warning or knowledge about how things are going to work when you try to find a job? Honestly, I haven't uh, attempted that yet. I've kind of been more just attempting to get us over there. Um, and I knew that I was going to have a period of time of doing Opon, um, and uh, and then I'm going to have a period of time of doing my observership. Uh, so I have not actually been searching for positions as of yet. Some people would call that a leap of faith. Um, I, I, I have a pretty good assurance that, that there will be positions. Right, I would imagine so. so. A lot of great medical institutions in Israel, and it sounds like your specialty is one uh, that could uh, certainly benefit the people of Israel. Do you have family members who are living in Israel? Yes, many family members who are living there. Four out of my five children are living there. Wow. Um, Yet another good reason to move. <laughs> yes. 
As, it, I mean, it, it was, let's get there, and then I'll figure out how we're going to make it, uh, you know, uh, how, how, I'll, how, how I'll continue my right. profession. Um, yeah, so three of them are made Aliyah. Um, uh, one, is, one is doing national service. One daughter is about to start army as part of Machal. Um, and my, uh, one daughter is studying social work in Ariel, and one daughter is, is working. Where'd you go right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, is today uh, is today an official licensing day, or that's been done already? Like, what what's happening today specifically for you? Um, t- that's what I just that's finished doing. Oh, you literally just did it. Yeah. And if the event only it. started less than a couple hours yeah, ago, I had it didn't a ten t- fifteen appointment. There was a little bit of a glitch because my uh, medical degree certificate is uh, actually in Latin, um, and so that was uh, uh, you know she was looking. I was like, wait a second, <laughs> it's like what, a I, I can't understand this. What is this? And, um, but uh, but uh, they're gonna. She discussed with other people, and you know, it's not uncommon in America right. to have higher degrees um, certificates in in Latin, and um, they're they're gonna accept it. Phenomenal, well, Mazal Thank Tov you. to you. Thank you very much. A very important step has been accomplished, and within let's see, yeah, within two months, two months from now, you'll already yes. be in Israel. Yes, God willing. Pretty yes. incredible. Mazal Tov to you and your Thank family, you very much. and thanks so much Thank for joining you. us. Thank you very much, Dina Kornblau, Doctor Dina Kornblau, who is a pediatric neurologist. Uh, here in New York, is going to be working professionally in Israel. And today was a very important step because uh, her licensing literally took place under two hours ago right here in this building in Teaneck, New Jersey. Can you imagine? In Teaneck, New Jersey, you could be licensed to be a doctor and a medical professional in Israel. Those of you out there who would like to uh, pursue the same type of uh, pursuit, you know, we always say go to the website, nbn.org.il. Again, that's nbn.org.il or... 8664-ALIYAH, 866-NUMBER-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. We're at the MedEx 2023 conference and expo with Nefesh Benefesh here at JM in the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. To sing your praise My heart to feel the joy Let me have the gift For which I'm yearning Another night In Israel Desert flowers blooming in the spring The grapes upon the vine Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight Let me fall in love in Israel Wherever you go
Lift up my eyes to see the day of plowshares from our souls. A time to mend, a time to gather stones, a time for peace in Israel. Let me hear the voice of bride and groom, of laughter in the streets. Answer the prayers of our children, so they need not fear in Israel. Wherever you go, Yeah, no fe, 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 f
Single Network as we broadcast live from the Nefesh Benefesh MedEx 2023 event. Dr. Alyssa Friedman is senior doctor at Klalit Health Services in Beersheba and at Soroka Medical Center, also, if I'm not mistaken, in Beersheba. It is a pleasure to welcome you to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you for having me. So when we were, you indicated before you went on the air that we spoke before. I assume that was in Jerusalem, right? We met in Jerusalem maybe right. four years ago. Correct. And you interviewed me with the Medical School for International Health, which correct. I'm on the faculty. Of. And Dr. Glick was there. Indeed. And Dr. Jotkowitz was there. Indeed. We had a really nice time. That was a great uh, yeah. conversation. In fact, Hi- I, A highlight for me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was nice because, first of all, I, I mean, 
<laughs> I knew Dr. Glick as a youngster, so it was great to reunite with him. But also, I said to myself after that conversation, i got to come see what you're doing over there. And I still haven't made it to Beersheba, but I have to. And Beersheba, for those, again, who are my age, they may remember it as a, uh, as a small, developing town. And in reality, it looks, it looks like a real metropolis at this point. So I'm very excited to be here on behalf of um, Klalit, which is, um, I work for Klalit Health Services, which is the largest HMO in Israel. We have 52% of the market share. And in the south, where 67% of the patients are Klalit. And so in Beersheba, where we have a city of 200,000, we're just really seeing amazing, amazing things. And um, I was telling some of the people I was meeting, we have an ice rink, we have a <laughs> university, we have a huge hospital, we have 10 kosher sushi restaurants, basically everything you need to have a great modern blooming life. I think I remember when the first movie theater was built in Beersheba. <laughs> so. It's being torn down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, the And I remember... We are speaking to a lot of people right now who are familiar with how things work on this side mm -hmm. of the ocean. So when you say 52 or 67% of HMO, et cetera, the impression here is that the government of the state of Israel essentially is responsible for the medical care, or at least the payment of the medical care of their citizens. So how does the HMO Kupat Cholim thing work? Right. So everybody in Israel um, has health insurance through the government provides funding to the four kupot, the four health funds, and every citizen chooses which health fund they want to uh, be insured by. And so then um, you choose that based on where you're living and what, who the doctors are in your community. Um, for example, in Jerusalem, Meuchedet is one of the leaders. Right. Um, and so it's a very personal decision that is multifactorial that people decide where they're going to be. It happens to be that Klalit uh, is the big cat in the South. Um, Klalit owns the hospital. Um, and so um, it, for me, it was an obvious choice because um, it's also, um, the, there's a close connection between the hospital and the medical school. And, um, and so um, I, I'm very happy to work for them, although there are lots of great options in the South. Um, and, you know, I'm very proud to be part of the Israeli healthcare system because, um, you know, I was recently looking at data where uh, they were talking about the fact that we spend 25% uh, of what the U.S. spends on healthcare per person, and yet our life expectancy in Israel is four years longer than the life expectancy in... That's an interesting stat. Yeah, and so maybe it has to be with, has to do with how happy people are in Israel. Well, there, there's data that says that I Israelis know. are happier. Believe I, me, it could be that we have a better lifestyle, right. a healthier diet. There, I'm sure there's many things, but I do believe that we have an outstanding healthcare system, and I'm very honored to be part of it. And um, and I think that we really still, despite doing an amazing job, need more doctors. And I was just going to ask: Does Klalit and uh, Soroka do they need more medical personnel? We need everybody. And we are open to talking to anyone who is interested in moving to the South, and we will help them find their place. Um, I met the other day with um, the head of the hospital, Dr. Shlomi Kodish, and he actually personally recruited me when I was, he was the head of primary care at the time, and he invested in me personally and then moved on to be the head of the hospital. And so I went back to him and met with him, and we discussed what are the needs of the hospital, and he is open to uh, supporting personally any Ola who is interested in working in the South. And um, the, you know, Klalit, uh, Southern region of primary care also is was very uh, excited to send me here to to help us uh, recruit recruit right. that's what we're doing we're recruiting but but you know the truth is as um as dr yale reichenberg who's who's here uh, also with Khalid was saying she came as an eight-year-old i came as an adult 
but we're all here. Everybody who's here at this Medex from Israel is here because they really believe that um, our Jewish future is in Israel. The future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel. And we say no, it day and night. And we shouldn't make fake Aliyah. We should make real Aliyah. Correct. And, uh, and, uh, and so we're here to help people fulfill their dreams. Dr. Alyssa Friedman is here. I'm just curious. Aside from Beersheba, where would someone live who's working at Klalit in the south or in Soroka? Where would they be living? Well, actually, we discussed that at length before I came because um, the truth is the southern region goes as far north as Kiryat Gat. There's a new community, Carme Gat, which is being built there, which has a lot of Anglos, and it's a little more affordable. I have a lot of medical students, actually, who are living there now that I work with. How far of a ride from Klalit and Beersheba? That's about 35 minutes by car, barring major traffic It's like northwest, right? North. It's straight up. It's straight up up 40 um, or six. Straight up the highway. Um, And there's a train. For Americans, a 35-minute commute is not a big deal. It's nothing. Exactly. And there's a train. Um, so you could actually commute by train from Karmegat to Beersheba. But also we need doctors in all of those communities. So you don't, you know, you're, you're thinking of people working at the hospital, but but we need doctors in every clinic right. in the South. And we have hundreds of clinics. So, um, and we go, we cover uh, Sterot. We cover all of the Otef Aza, the Gaza envelope. Um, so, and we cover all the way down to Eilat. So there's... There's a place for everybody. If you want an urban life, we li- we have a very urban life living in the city of Beersheba with an amazing, supportive American community. We have a bubble. I was just telling one of my friends that I bumped into here. I'm in a WhatsApp group with 50 moms who are all in my age of, you know, four- 40 and down with little kids. And we're all English speakers. And we all support each other. And we all live within a 15-minute walk of each other of all different stripes. We have Chabadniks. We have, you know, Datilumi. Uh, we have Masorti. We have not religious. And everybody's... That's one of the things I love about Beersheba, actually, is that we all get along together. And the nice ang- mix. The Anglos all support each other, and we're not segmented into what color your shaitel is or I don't know what. <laughs> Dr. Alyssa Friedman is senior doctor at Claudine Health Services Beersheba and at Soroka Medical Center. Has today been a success? We just started. Right. That's true. Good point. Based on based on what you see, are there are there people uh, here we today? Had a, we had a long line at our table. <laughs> oh, that's um, good. So we've we've been trying to give everybody the attention. I am. I've been giving out my cards. I hope that people will follow up with me. Also, um, I will try to follow up with everyone I've met. I've had the incredible pleasure of bumping into people from all different times in my life who just show up, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's exciting that people we've been talking about making Aliyah. You know, they've been talking about it for years, and now they're really you know starting to do it, which is great housing affordability seems to be one of the biggest issues for olim i know that as i think about my own transition to living in israel eventually it's one of the things that i'm constantly focused on i mean where can you live and live in an affordable manner so so we own a house um it's a i I would call it a townhouse by american terms um it's a five bedroom um home with um two and a half baths um it's a ground floor unit we have very very tiny um sokomir pesset we can seat 14 on our mirror pesset if we you know squish in the chairs um and we have another tiny back mirror pesset which is our sleeping sukkah but right now that's occupied by our trampoline for the kids which i bought during uh, corona because i was going to lose my mind um so so we actually we had the kids sleep on the trampoline this year during sukkot (laughs) um and my husband squeezed in next to it, but um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, so you know, uh, we you can get there our are house, options. Uh, you can get our house for under two million shekels, which is I don't know what five hundred and something right. thousand dollars, area, right. which is certainly cheaper than New York City. Right. Um, you can get you can certainly get an apartment for less, but we you know we we really love our community and we love it, it's a 
it's nice to be able to have a house, not have, be in an apartment. Sure. Um, it was crucial during Corona. Oh my gosh, we were so grateful to be able to send the kids out the gate and let them play outside with the soccer ball. So um, I, I, it is certainly cost of living is a reason that people consider coming to the South. But I think that you should also consider um, when you move to a community that's not Beit Shemesh, Modi'in, Efrat, Renana, you're not a number. You know, there are dozens on our flight. We made we made Aliyah on the 2016 charter, or as my husband calls it, the party plane. <laughs> it was incredible. We'd, we'd listen to you make fake Aliyah every year, and I'd cried every year listening to it. And finally, we did it, and it was incredible. And on our flight, there were 11 people going to the South, and including us being five of them. Right. And... Uh, and, um, you know, we're not a number there. We actually really matter. And, and, and we all know each other and we all reach out. And if you come to the South and, you know, there's Yerucham, which is a growing community, sure. has an, a little bit of an Anglo community. Um, there's, um, I'm trying to think where else there is. Does Arad have an Anglo community yet? A little one. A little one. Yes, there are people there. Certainly if you have lung disease, that's a great place to go. Arad. Seriously? Yes, Arad is the bla- best place. What about respiratory s- ailments in general? Yeah, that's a great, because it has, a, uh, you know, a, a very, dry like Arizona right. it's more dry than Beersheba and yeah so it's an interesting I, I actually know an Ang- Anglo Ole who moved from the north of the country to the south just for that um, to Arad but so yeah so there are lots of options but there you come and you're you're needed you're important you count everybody knows that you're new in town and everybody bends over backwards to welcome you and um, so so it's a different experience than going to one of the places where everybody is just like you. Unbelievable. Dr. Alyssa Friedman, uh, if you're here today, you will meet her, and you'll have an opportunity to find out more about what it's like to be in the southern southern part of Israel, uh, and not at the time where Dr. Glick started down there when it was a real desert, but at the time now where it's a real metropolis with incredible medical uh, facilities and the Khalid Health Service, as you described, uh, that dominates, I'm not saying that in a bad way, in a good way, uh, the south and provides medical care for everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having having me. A pleasure. More coming up. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network as we continue from MedEx 2023. Uh, Special guests coming up, including uh, just 10 minutes away from both Rabbi Fass and Tony Gulbart, who are going to be joining us about this historic event, if you keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Shalom, shalom. Sim tova tova, sim shalom tova uvacha. Sim shalom shalom, sim tova tova, sim shalom tova uvacha. Ba'achenu avinu kulanu kechad, kechad be'opanecha. Ba'achenu avinu kulanu kechad be'opanecha. Na 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 na
Thank 
ימינו בקרוב, בקרוב, עם פני ביתו בקרוב, אדירו, אדירו, עם פני ביתו בקרוב, ובנאותה בקרוב, בימינו בקרוב, במהרה מהרה בקרוב, בימינו בקרוב, בקרוב, יבנה ביתו בקרוב, אדירו, אדירו, יבנה ביתו בקרוב, ובנאותה בקרוב, בימינו בקרוב, במהרה מהרה בקרוב, בימינו Well, it's an Alchem Siegel Network live from MedEx, 12 noon. Could you imagine one hour complete with some amazing guests who have joined us as we talk about the medical field? And those who are uh, pursuing it here in the United States or have already successfully pursued it, and they want to bring their medical talents and acumen to Israel. That's what MedEx is all about. And MedEx 2023 is happening right now here in Teaneck, New Jersey. And I'm joined by the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh, of course, Rabbi Yoshua, Josh Fast, Tony Gelbart. They're both here with me as we uh, interrupt the off-air conversation, which was not going well, folks, that I can tell you. And we now go on air <laughs> for what will no doubt be a very informative and fun discussion. Tony, a pleasure to welcome you back to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, usually we're many tens of thousands of feet in the air when we're conducting these conversations. Today we're on solid ground, the beautiful table, good background. So things are much calmer than usual when there's turbulence and other things going on. And Rabbi Fass, nice to see you, sir. It was just uh, recently that you and I met together in our brand new Manhattan studio for the Nahum Siegel Network. It was a pleasure to welcome you there, and uh, good to gather on an occasion like this as well. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nahum. Boy, I'll tell you, you meet people here that are very serious about bringing their uh, capabilities and abilities to Israel. Anybody who's in any industry can improve the quality of life for people in Israel. But you think about doctors and therapists and those who are involved in medicine, they really can make a big difference in a community that they go to in the Holy Land. Uh, would you say that uh, Nefesh Benefesh Olim, who come from a medical background, are in fact changing the face of medicine in Israel? 
I don't have to say it. If you go around the room and you talk to 12 different hospitals and five different clinics, they are desperate for this, for this professionalism. They're desperate for these immigrants. They're desperate for this, this catalyst of change. And you ask them, I ask them, what happened from last year to this year, last medics, this year, we've hired 10, we've hired eight, we hired six. We bought 105 physicians last year, and they're all integrated in these hospitals. And you, each Ole is a story. Tony and I always say this, and it's just remarkable to close up, have, have a front row seat of each of these Olim stories. But when you talk to the hospitals and clinics, you understand the exponential impact that each of these people are having. And I can't, I can't describe the pride that Tony and I feel when you talk about a cardiologist going to an area that doesn't have a cardiologist. So you have a neonatologist who's going to a hospital that doesn't have that specialty. And they talk about that this individual is going to improve the lifestyle, the health care yeah. of 200,000 people. So you might be bringing one family on a plane, but you've just directly, not even indirectly, have helped service 200,000 Israeli citizens like this overnight. But there's a further point here. It's the Jewish state. (laughs) One would assume that they're doing pretty well and are likely full when it comes to medical personnel. After all, as I said, it's the Jewish state and medicine is a very big profession among our people. It must be an incredible additional benefit knowing that in this area, the Olim can make such an impact in Israel. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting that if you tell people there is literally a critical shortage of doctors and, and doctors and medical professionals in Israel, especially in our community, they're like, what are you talking right. about? I, I every find other it hard Jewish to believe. Jewish guy's a doctor, or every other Jewish woman's a doctor, and, they're, that's in the, and you sit there and you scratch your head and you say, no, well, let me give you the facts. The facts are, during the big Russian wave of immigration, a lot of doctors came. There weren't a lot of medical schools. And people said, look, we have all these doctors, it's great, and they'll fill it, but those people are retiring, and they're going out of the profession, and there weren't enough medical schools to, you know, keep up with the population and what have you in Israel. So there's a critical shortage, but we're here watching this, and like you know, Rabbi Fass said, every person has its own story, and it's amazing. I mean, we see people here with, I mean, I just stopped somebody. I had to stop him and ask him to take his picture, and he's got like 12 diplomas, <laughs> 12 physical diplomas he took them off his wall carrying here because that's what they need to see right and i'm saying to myself my god 12 diplomas can you imagine look on the flip side of all this you don't want to take all the time up but on the flip side of it how incredible these people are helping in the medical professional sure. helping israel and people of all walks of life in israel okay right Crosses every denomination, all kind of religions, all kind of... It is a Jewish nation, but it crosses everybody, helps everybody. It's the greatest thing in the world, okay? Not political, not religious, mm-hmm. not, it's just great. But on top of all that, you know what the ROI is or the return on investment for the state of Israel? Some person who gets a medical degree, let's say he's into it for $500,000, paid his way through medicals. He's come the next day, I'm here. I get my licenses at Medex. I do everything. I land in Israel. I'm a physician. I'm ready to work. That's uh, five hundred thousand dollars of, you know, schooling in Israel right. that somebody in the government didn't pay for. Right. Didn't go. Their taxes weren't paying for it. And all of a sudden, they're helping people. The return on investment is incredible. They're they're happy for themselves because they're olim. Their family's happy. And what 
is wrong with that? It's just great. It's a win-win-win. On top of that, they end up sometimes in communities that are desperate for doctors. Oh, Forget about hospitals for a moment. No, just communities doctor, that need a family doctor, and they're there to be the central part of that moving forward. Absolutely. Which it's is one of the reasons why the Ministry of Negev and Galil came, because the periphery has such a need, a critical need for physicians. And they came, they sent their whole delegation, the minister and the delegates from the entire office. They are putting this putting this as an agenda of their ministry to bring physicians, especially Anglo physicians, to their communities. Well, we would call the basic family doctor. By the way, the gentleman with the 12 diplomas, was he immediately uh, recognized as qualified or not? You know I'm what happened? sure. I'm you sure. You think so? I, listen, anybody who's lugging around 12 right. diplomas of anything has got to be, you know, I don't know I strong. Good. We're yeah. going to we're <laughs> gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to investigate this because <laughs> if he was rejected, that would be awful. That would be terrible. We need but, people like that in but, Israel. But he know. was not the only one. There were several like that. Many of them are here with their diplomas. Someone told me they brought in qualifications in Latin. Mm-hmm. And it became somewhat of an issue for a couple of minutes until everyone realized that this is, you know, just as good as if it was written in English, which I thought was pretty funny, actually. Well, imagine if you're a, a, a you know, oncology surgeon or something. How many diplomas and how many degrees right. have you got? Residency right. and this and that. and, and, and. I mean, right. It's amazing. There are people walking around schlepping suitcases. Suitcases. You're being serious. Yeah, go inside. You know, the wheelies and suitcases. Absolutely. All the diplomas inside. That's, that's without their high school basketball trophies. Well, that's what I, I asked. Just the medical yeah. side. Wait a second. Well, Tony, asked, <laughs> Tony somebody, walked over to this I guy. I walked over to the guy because I was like, I'm blown away. First of all, he's strong. And his wife, you know, was, she was also wheeling a suitcase. And I said, is this your diploma? like from kindergarten. <laughs> right. That's and, what I'm thinking. And every project. Every project. And, and, and everywhere. Father's Day ties. Yeah. <laughs> Takes you off the refrigerator. Yeah, little drawings for their mom. Oh, my God. Now, tell me about this development. Someone was on earlier from a medical facility in Israel and said that at this point they are not ready to educate people in Israel who might end up in Chutzlaretz, who might end up outside of Israel. They will only take into their program those who are already citizens of Israel where they assume that these people are serious about staying in Israel. So foreigners coming to Israel, it's now going to be much more difficult for them to get a medical education there because they want people... If you're not an Israeli citizen. Right. Yeah, they're prioritizing. Which is unbelievable. That that was not like that years ago. No. That shows the desperation or the critical situation. That we need to make sure, Israel needs to make sure that the priority is the people who are getting certified, educated, getting a license, are staying within Israel. And that's one of the priorities that they put but, into place. But now, yeah, what you're mentioning is that people from outside of Israel coming to Israel right. to go into a medical school, right? Mm-hmm. That is changing. Because now, as you said correctly... They are concentrating on the people. There's not enough medical schools. There's not enough places, you know, for people to sit. So they're just saying, look, you're an Israeli citizen. You're here. You want to be a doctor? Great. Right. You know, when they get there, more medical schools, I'm sure they'll And they're creating new medical programs and medical schools. But in five, six years from now, we'll see the product of that. Right. That's why it's so critical for us. And I'm using the word critical over and over again. That's why it's so important and significant for us to have this medics so we can bring in hundreds of physicians every year. Yeah, I understand that. But it seems like, I mean, all things equal, even five, six years from now, they're not going to change this policy. They're still going to want people who are being educated in Israel to actually be citizens and stick around. Unless there's such a glut. Exactly. Let's Let's see the volume. Let's see the schooling. Let's see the programs. Let's see the... 
let's see whether or not there is a demand or whether or not they're going to still prioritize Israeli right. citizens. Is there anything that's comparable to this? If Medex is doing all this licensing and doing everything in a specific profession, and I know that medicine is many different professions, but you got my point, in a specific industry, if this is happening here, are there other times when when you bring from Israel to outside of Israel other types of licensing agencies or other... Not uh, at this level. This is it. Not on, not on this level. Nothing even compares. No, this is not, nothing compares like this throughout the whole world. This is a, a one-of-a-kind beast, and, uh, and it's, it's remarkable, A, logistically to pull it off, and it's incredible to see just the, the confidence that even the hospitals have. The hospitals, the clinics, we have every single hospital here. Every clinic. Of the entire country. The entire country. We have every clinic of Maccabi, Muchedek, Lali, everyone. Everyone's here. We'll meet. Everyone's here. Those would be the HMOs. Yeah. So the fact that we have every hospital and every, and every clinic here, uh, and they pay them their, for their own flight to come here because they, they know what talent and caliber of individuals who are coming to this medics. It's worth it for them. And they're setting up appointments. And an individual can come here. We were joking, schlepping their suitcase right. of diplomas. Get licensed. Get approved. And walk from one room to the next room, get interviewed by a Hadassah, by a Shari Tzedek for a position. They're conducting actual interviews right now? No way now. You're sitting in this corner. you got to go outside inside and see what's going on here. <laughs> I've got to get, get out there a little bit. Every single desk, every single table in front of every hospital has a person sitting across. They're negotiating positions. Every hospital came here. They're making it. job offers. They're making job offers. So a person can come home now and say, I know my license is approved. The moment I land, all I have to do is give them my Tudat Zihut, my, you know, my number like a social security number. I'll have my license within 24, 48 hours. I have a lined-up job from either Shari Tzedek, Hadassah, Ichilov, whoever, everyone else, hurts. all the hospitals are here. I could start to work. In the past, before this happened, you landed. You had to wait months just to prove that you landed. Send in your original oh, diplomas. Get notari- notarized. Send it back. And then do you would, six months of changing bedpans. You, you, you would spend a 10 to 11 months just going through the process. Here, this talent can hit the ground running. The country needs it. They want to contribute. That's why they're making Aliyah. It's a game changer. I don't know how you convince the government of Israel this is a good idea. Governments in general, not just Israel, governments in general don't always see the forest from the trees about, you know, cutting out some red tape. No, it, took, it, took no, it took 20 yeah. years. It took 20 years. So it did take it's, a long time. Yeah. It takes 20 years. Uh, we have, we never, we never overpromise and underdeliver, and that's uh, And that's really a mantra or a, a philosophy that Tony have had for the last 20 years. And therefore, when we say that we're going to do something, people believe it. So when we say we're going to help with a physician shortage, people believe that. When we say we're going to have a medics and we're going to bring in 115 physicians that are willing to make Aliyah by this summer and get processed and licensed and you can interview them for positions, they believe us. And you'll have every hospital and every clinic and HMO is going to come and fly in on their own dime because they know that we mean it. And it takes time. It didn't happen overnight. But I don't we think we wouldn't have been able to pull this off five years ago, ten no, years ago. But we also have a track record, you know. We've been You're doing this for 20 years, yeah. But we don't say what we can't do. We mm-hmm. never do that. We never, like John said, we don't overpromise on delivery. We do not say what we can't do. We do it first, and that's it. And, you know, success, success breeds success, as we always say. On the other end, people are here from what state? 
from because I saw um, the, the list of 20 states is, is this event, right? They're talking about participants who came in specifically to be here today. Yeah. There are people who flew in from other places. Not just the hospitals flying in to be here for the interviews. It's we, participants. We met a couple that flew in from California. There's to a, be here today. To be here today. And be interviewed. 100%. To be interviewed. They brought their diplomas. We were schmoozing with them in the last uh, 20 minutes. Yeah. We have a couple that's landing at 2 o'clock from Denver. They have a five o'clock appointment for a certification. So they come straight here, come and straight hours here. later, after they land, they can have a job. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And we prep the hospitals beforehand mm-hmm. because they have the specialties that they're looking for. Right. So we're the Shadchan. So we know that this anesthesiologist who has a proclivity or a tendency to want to move to the periphery, we're going to set them up with a meeting or appointment for a job interview or just to understand what's lacking and what's offered and opportunities and it's just an incredible it's an incredible feeling to not only help on a micro level this person make aliyah but you're helping the nation on such a profound level but you're also watching as a shadcha the matchmaking happen right here it's it's really it's it's phenomenal we spoke earlier with a pediatric neurologist i'm sure you know who i'm referring to and uh there's seven here no i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) and she said to us that as much as there's a shortage here you can't imagine the demand in israel how they're desperate for people to be able to take care of these babies through 20 years old who have these neurological problems so she's going to make a massive difference when she gets there i mean obviously just you know important to point out frankly she can pick the place she wants to go in fact, I think she said to me she hadn't even chosen a job yet. Like, she yeah. hasn't even gone to the interview process yeah. yet. She's going to Israel, and she's going to see the lay of the land. She, she has her pick. Right. She's, she's in the, the cockpit. Pretty amazing. I can imagine, you know, in the Golan or in the Negev or the Galil. It's incredible possibilities for somebody yeah. who, you know, and it's amazing that the doctors who are here, they also want a challenge. A lot of them would love to go to places that, that they're it. Yeah, I mean, these, they're going to be the head physician wherever they go. Right, and some of these hospitals shall be a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. Probably should be taking a full-time job that doesn't exist yet. In that some of these or, head of de- or, or, or head of department. Head of department, right. Um, how's the campus doing in Jerusalem? The Nefesh Ben Nefesh <laughs> campus. Now, remember, Tony and Rabbi Fass, there is a commitment that's sort of been put on the table. I don't want to put too much pressure on you. Uh-oh. Our temporary Jerusalem studio, as you know, is in the conference room across from uh, Yael Katzman's office. <laughs> I heard something about that. I, I mean, I could say across from your office, Rabbi Fast, but let's give credit where credit is due. It's across from Yael Katzman's office, almost directly Truth. Yes. across. Heard about that. The rumor is that as the building continues to grow, there's going to be space for permanent situations. And Rabbi Fast has actually toyed with the idea. I'm being very generous with you right now. Go for it. Being very generous that I'm I'm being vague. Let this be a memorable interview. Being very vague. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big sigh of... uh... Go on. Did you guys make a side deal that I don't know about? No, no, no. Well, not a side deal, but yeah. simply, Rabbi, and I think you agree with this, Rabbi uh, Fass said. Of course, I'm going to agree. Rabbi Fass said that as more space becomes available yes. on the campus, there yes. could be not a temporary Nahum Single Network studio, but a permanent Nahum Single Network studio. Surprise. So, <laughs> so, so and by the way, again, I'm I'm simply I'm being I'm being speculative. I'm not putting pressure on Rabbi Fass. I certainly don't want him to feel that uh, I'm putting him on the spot. I'm right. being speculative mm-hmm. that as the building grows, and again, you do hope the building's going to grow, as, as beautiful as it is right now. Yes. You do hope there'll be additional yes. facilities, right? Absolutely. Yes. As the building grows, yes. you like how I'm doing this? Yes. As the building oh, grows, the chances, the odds 
of a permanent. Is this program being taped? By <laughs> no, no, not at all. Oh, trust it's the practice. Oh, nobody listening to this. Trust right? me, it is. Yeah, where it's nobody's listening here. I guess. Okay. And um, and uh, yeah, so that the likelihood is that there'll be some type of hopefully. Uh, permanent space. That's our dream. And is there somebody from this network making Aliyah? Well, it's not a matter of Aliyah. I, I, this I, is so much fun just, to watch. Well, is my fast nose? If you're making us well, first of all, First of all, I have to be really careful yes. because, you know, usually I was on even ground with Tony when it comes to this stuff, but now he actually has yeah. a, actually has a uh, Israeli two dots yeah. a hood. Yeah. So I got to be really careful. But anyway, no, no. we did announce yes. that in the summer of, of 2029, we're moving to Israel. Oh, then nice. I told her by fast that oh. over the weekend we had this incredible revelation, which we weren't aware of, that might allow us to move in the summer of 2027. Oh. So we are, look at this, Tony. We are literally moving, moving that date up or at least thinking about moving that date up. So, so we have to build a studio fast. I would, that's that's, I would that's imagine the message. That, I would imagine it becomes more of a priority as that date approaches. Yes. <laughs> that's well, all I'm saying. We're, 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 we're not frightened by that. Not that I know. No, You're kidding? Not. I, mean, I just want to give you a statistic. Yes. Uh-oh. Um, we, when, before we open the doors of the campus, we had a goal of having 10,000 guests. We talked about this on on the air. This is the balloon being punctured. And we had 28,000 at the end of 2022, which was remarkable. In 2023, we've had just in January and February, just two months, we had 8,000 unique guests. So we are... Place is hopping. Place is really hopping. Hopping, hopping. And if you recall, in 2021... There was a commitment to zero radio studios, and in 2022, there was a commitment to one radio wow. studio. So we've already increased that. Oh, next year, you're just going to be kicking me out of my office. Just move the studio in there. So Not a chance. Wow. That. Wow. And That's finally, a trajectory. And finally, nice. and nothing to do with the network because, yeah. you know, frankly, uh, you know whether whether we're part of the uh, what row is it row eight row nine if we're there or not is is not relevant. What's more relevant <laughs> is is there a plan for this summer to have yet another charter flight to Israel from North America? Um, I don't know. It, it's there not might a, be. It's 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 not about the charter flights. When you think about the hundreds and thousands of people who make Aliyah, the charter flight only holds two hundred eighteen people. Right. Right. And and the charter flight has its own purpose. You want me to do it or should you do it? Do you want to do it or should I do it? Go ahead. Well, what's every, happening? Because every time, every time <laughs> this comes up as a maybe there's have to be a charter flight. Then Tony steps up and says, "You know what? We gotta have a charter flight. No, it's just too. It's too exciting. We gotta have a so charter flight. No, so I was something so a little it, bit different. I, I thought you were saying, is there going to be another charter flight? Because we're already going to do one. Of course, yeah, see? And, see, but we know that we're going to have another that was your, one. That was not your question. Your question no. was if there was going to be a charter Correct. flight. Correct. Of, of course, course there is. A, be August thirteenth. Yeah. There you go. August thirteenth. I thought so. you were talking about a second one. A second one. Boy, no. Tony's dream is to have just a. Medics charter flight. Yes. That's a great idea. Right? Oh, thanks for no problem. Whisper. It's okay. Don't this is not being taped. Not it's being that good. is Nobody's a great listening. idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Tell you one thing. You're not on it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. If someone's going to get sick on a flight, that's the flight to get sick. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rabbi Fast, give me a minute just to revel in how oh. great a line that was, if you don't mind. That was actually very good. Fantastic. This is going to be the most memorable yeah. interview yeah. with you that I've had. Uh, that was a good one. Good. Now you know what to say when they ask you the same oh, question. thousand percent. Is there a normal person on the flight, not a doctor, you know? <laughs> Very good. Very good. We're, we're going to be seeking someone who's not with a medical yeah. background. I like that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Tony, no. I thank you. No, thank you. Thank really, you. Really appreciate it. I, it we, I love this. You know I do. The future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. You're, yes. one of, you're one of the few Jewish leaders who understood that for the last, I don't know, 20, 30, or whatever, since this whole dream began. The future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. No more evident than now. You know what's going on in the United States. No more evident than now. Oh, yeah. The future of the Well, you're from Florida, so you, you might think you know things are peachy keen. But, uh, but the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. I do get around. That's true. You do visit many places. Internet comes into my house, too. Also that. So, well, so you yeah. are. So you're well-read. You, you, you are 100% correct that the future of the Jewish people is in Israel. Simple as that. It's simple, simple, simple as that. Sorry to say, you know, history repeats itself, but what we're seeing here with anti-Semitism, and not to get on a negative tangent here, um, it's horrific. And people just have to open their eyes really wide and look at what's going on. And uh, the family has to stop uh, fighting. And the family has to sit around the table and get together and have a Shabbos meal or whatever meal and start talking. Because the, the fighting for the family is not good. Not good for anybody. Amen to that. Okay. Lord, strong words. Everybody fast. We can end with that. Everybody fast. No, we're punctuating that. The future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Thank you for reminding everybody about that. And we will continue to trumpet that uh, same slogan, that same sentiment, uh, hopefully forever and ever. Right. Amen. Amen. And there you go. Thank you for being our Thank megaphone, you, my dear Thank friends. Thank you very much. You're the best. A pleasure. Yet another memorable conversation with both Rabbi Fass and Tony Gilmart. I was surprised you weren't going to freak out the Grand Avenue. Uh. <laughs> you know, if I were you, I'd be careful. Certain things you don't want to bring up. Oh, it's, it's all good. You don't mind, do you? Yeah. More coming up, everybody. Guess what? You're listening to the Nahum Single Network on a Sunday from Teaneck, New Jersey. We're at the Marriott Glen Point. Why? Because Medex 2023 is happening as we speak right here uh, at the Nahum Siegel Network.
It's an from Single Network. We're live in MedEx 2023 with Nefesh Benefesh. Dr. Sefi Mendelovich is Deputy Director General of Israel's Health Ministry. It's pretty amazing. A pleasure to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Tadaraba. It says here you're spearheading the attempts to get the PA profession accredited in Israel. What happens today when a PA either gets their qualifications in Israel or brings those qualifications from outside of Israel to Israel? So actually, it's quite amazing because today we don't have any Israel PAs. There's no such thing. You know, we, we have PAs in the ER, but it's doesn't. It's not exactly the same, even very, very distant from the PAs we know in the States. Uh, I was here, actually. It's the second time here. I'm in this conference. Last year I was here. I was meeting uh, 30 PAs who came from, from North America. Accredited Jewish. here in the U.S. Yeah. With their them. degrees. Yeah. I promised them that one later, year later, today, I'll come yeah. and I'll debrief them what happened. And, and in, the, in the last year, we've legislated, we almost finished the legislation of a new occupation in Israel, PA. We're about to finish it in the next uh, three months. And we're going to have a real PA in Israel uh, working. There are several models of PA. It will be according to the North American model. Um, additional to the legislation, we are now about to finish uh, with a, it's called the Educational Council of Israel, a new degree in PA. It will be a master's degree, very close to the, the one that you have here right. in the States. So our program is that these PAs, the American PAs, and there are a lot of American PAs, Jewish PAs who want to do Aliyah. But uh, unfortunately, in the last 30 years, there wasn't such an occupation. So people with a very high standard occupation here in the States, who has a decent salary, want to do Aliyah, but they cannot because they don't have work in Israel. Eventually, they'll, ha they'll be able to do it. Actually, not a few months from now, once the Passu law. And we have, if I may add, we have more important role for them because the Israeli PAs, since they're going to start in university one year from now, and they will graduate only like three and a half years from now, we'll have only Israeli PAs about four years from now. Mm. So we are building on the American PAs to be the founders of this occupation in Israel. Uh, they will teach the Israeli PAs how yeah. to become PA. So that's why we are really waiting. And today about 60 PAs are coming to meet me and double the number that was last year. I'm going to debrief them, tell them everything that is happening and why we need them so much. Do you think by September they'll be able to move to Israel and actually get a job as a PA? Or it's hard to it tell what the exact timetable is It's, time it's, it's, it's hard be. to tell because it also needs the Knesset, the right. Congress. Uh, it's actually quite amazing. I'll tell you a story. Uh, you know that in Israel we have we had some political issues in the last uh, three years. So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, in Israel, in order to have legislation, you have to do it like first pass. Then it have to move into the committees. Yeah, what do they call it? The reading of the bill, right? First yeah. reading, second reading, exactly. right? So we <coughs> knew that the Knesset is going to, um, uh, not, not to fall, but to, to, to we are going to new elections. Right. I was there personally. In the last day of the Knesset work, in order to pass the PA law in the first, in the first bill. What it helped us, that if it wasn't being passed, we need to do all the process again. Now, right. since we passed it, it's much more easy to do the second and third pass. And it was very happy because the coalition and the opposition didn't work together in the last message, but in, we explained to them how much is crucial because Israel is facing 
a severe lack of, of physician in the next year. Right. We explained both the coalition opposition and why it's so important. And it was one, one of the only votes that the po- coalition opposition voted in favor of, of putting the PA. And it was the last day that the Knesset worked. Wow. A few, few months ago. Do we know when the next reading is? Do we know when the next vote will be? I guess... Don't catch me, but right. I guess in it's now the, the Knesset is going into a vacation, but right. I guess two, three months from now, right. hopefully. Uh, obviously a very good sign for those who are thinking of making Aliyah. So what will you tell these 60 PAs today? I know you'll brief them in terms of the potential timetable, but can, will you be giving them hope that yeah. within the next few months they're literally going to be able to yeah. move to Israel and they'll have a job almost immediately? Yeah. And would the hospitals in the next room agree, the representatives of the hospitals agree, that, that there's plenty of jobs that will be available? Everyone are waiting for this occupation. Especially, and here I want to address the people, mm. especially in the periphery. We have a severe shortage of places. So if a PA would like to come to the periphery, you know, they will just, they will hug them every way. But in the periphery, it's a real tzionut. It's interesting because it, it sounds like even as a PA, one could walk into a community like you just described and make a major impact because there may not be a real family doctor's practice in areas like you just described in the periphery, and they could really take on a very important role. Everywhere, in hospitals, in communities, everywhere. How was your trip to Turkey? <laughs> I didn't know you know. Did you have an enjoyable <laughs> <fine>. journey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoy- here it's more enjoyable. I <laughs> really, New Jersey's yeah. better than what's happening in Turkey. Yeah, yeah but it, of course it was fulfilling. It wasn't my first uh, delegation. I'm, I'm always flying with these delegations. And this is specifically to help in whatever rescue effort is needed. Yes, we have. Um, I'm a part of the IDF. There I'm flying not as the associate director of the Ministry of Health, as a physician. Right. Uh, which actually I like more. <laughs> I think Ofer Marin does the same thing, right? He yeah, flies exactly. as a physician exactly. without a Ex- formal no, no, role. Ofer is the commander uh-huh. of the field hospital. I'm like a pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I'm in charge of the intensive care there and, and, and neonatology. And, and so the IDF have a very big hospital. Actually, I'm not, very, I'm not being very modest, but I think it's the best field hospital in the world. Actually, there are only three field hospitals in the world countries that are certified to be called level one field hospital and you're one of them yeah and so israel is one of them and so we we are here where, wherever is, ne- is needed so we were i was in the philippines in nepal now in turkey uh, every disaster has its own yeah. its own things its own personality and, yeah, it was it was really it was very very important both you know on on the aspect of medicine and also politically it was very important well, that we understand for sure. I mean, is- Israel actually offered services to countries that are enemies of Israel. <laughs> and so politically, it's irrelevant what the political stance may be. They're ready to help in whatever way, shape, or form. But uh, when it comes to uh, uh, the situation in Turkey, I- is there a way for the team to determine exactly how many lives you are responsible for saving? Because I'm assuming you're working with a lot of different teams, a whole bunch of local people who are part of the effort. I mean, is it possible to evaluate the impact that Israel has on a situation like that? So we not always know the direct implications. Um, Every delegation has its own uh, specific, uh, um, I would say, a a specific uh, way of working. So in Turkey, what we have done, it's very interesting. We've came, and 
instead of building a field hospital, like open our huge tents, right. like we have done in, in Kathmandu, uh, we found a hospital uh, in one of the, in, in the center of, of the earthquake uh, who suffered from, I would say, minor, minor issues, but the engineers said it cannot be used. And also the personnel just left the hospital in, in the middle of the night. Uh, first of all, they were afraid. And second of them, all the families were injured. Right. So they, they didn't have, you know, the time or anything to, to, to help. So instead of opening hospital, what we have done, we sent, we, we, we are working, this is like my hat as, a, as, the, as the Ministry of Health, we're working with the Ministry of Origin of the Turkey, and we are always telling them, listen, you're the boss, tell us where you need us. And we located this hospital, and we found like a deserted hospital, and we entered, it was empty, it was full with blood, because people just ran away. Mm -hmm. And we just went inside, our engineers did a clarification that everything is fine, we can work, we could work until the fourth floor, we cannot go above. And in a few hours, we just cleaned it, put our own gear, our own medications, and just start working with the hospital. And the there hospital. were patients being brought in? Um, immediately, once we've entered, immediately brought in, and we treated them. And then, after a few days, the Turkish came back and said, okay, you made it life again. Oh. We, we want... So gradually we're working together with the teams. Most of them actually weren't local teams because, as I was saying, most of the locals just went away to right. help their families from all over Turkey. It's an 80 million country. So they right. came and we tell them, do this, do this. And after a few days later, we just moved away. Well, you blazed the trail for them. You exactly. showed them that this facility can be used and that you know exactly. they should get involved in trying to help the people who are exactly. being brought and, there. And, and we, we found like a deserted hospital and we left hospital was, was full-blown. Speaking with Dr. Sefi Mendelovic, I have a crazy question. Uh, you go to Turkey, or any, you know, fill in the blank, any of these locations, obviously because of the circumstances, there's probably a shortage of water, probably a shortage of food, probably a shortage of lodging, and certainly heat, you know, in the winter, etc. How, how does the team, how does your team at least assure that you have what you need so that then you can go and be in a position to help others? Yeah, actually, in the beginning, I must say, it was quite hard. In, uh, Everyone who, who knows the delegation knows like the first uh, 72 hours so are very hard. It's very difficult. You, you have to have like a basic resilience to know, okay, hold on, but it will be fine. So actually the first night was quite traumatic for everyone because we, we've, we've landed and it was like uh, you're working with Fahrenheit. I don't know, it's minus yeah. 8 Celsius. It's, it's cold. Very, it's, it's very cold. Right. We didn't have our gear, we didn't have our tents, and we have to spend the night in the, you know... In, in the, the outdoors, field, I yeah, assume. Field, yeah. yeah, it was it was quite it was quite hard, but gradually, gradually, as I was saying, if you have resilience, it's fine. You know, you can always eat. You're not eating gourmet. You're eating like the bell the bell filled uh, right. packages. Uh, uh, pa packages. And that and includes and water, I assume, and yeah, things like that. Water yeah. actually, actually, there were eighty. If I'm not, if I'm not like forty six flights. Back and forth? Yeah. Like Just to bring a, a, supplies? 90 flights total of, of like back and forth uh, to bring supply. Water, because we cannot trust the water there. Water, food, medication. It was all the day the, the Air Force was flying. A lot of young people involved. Are there those between 20 and 25 involved in the field hospital? Or you have to be much more of a veteran in order to be part of it? It's half. It's half our veterans. They have young people. Yeah, half our veterans, like uh, doing reserves, like me. I'm officer in the reserves. Right. 
and half of them are part of the of the like you know the regional uh, military because i could see a lot of young people and this is not yeah. a criticism but i could see a lot of them who want uh, you know to <laughs> people are fighting right they want to be part of it yeah yeah so I mean, why not the the, yeah. the the efforts which are adventurous and which obviously have that you know positive element they do end up in saving lives and yeah. that's a pretty good feeling right yeah it's a great feeling. <laughs> i remember in haiti one of the mothers named their uh, named their child Israel. Actually, you have a good memory, but it wasn't Haiti; it was in the Philippines. It was in the Philippines, and I was delivering. I was treating this boy. It may have happened in Haiti, also, by the way. Yeah. It's possible yeah. that it happened in both places. Yeah, but so you delivered a boy, and the yeah. mother calls him Israel yeah. in honor of our country. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder where that young man is today. <laughs> one of the few yeah, people, he's, probably. He's, he's ten years old now. Yeah, yeah. one of the few people in the Philippines now. with that name. Uh, Dr. Mendelevich is the Deputy Director General of Israel's Health Ministry. Look what you're doing here. The PA thing is one piece, but in general, making sure that people who want to come to Israel and help build communities, in this case from a medical standpoint, is just going to change the face of Israel. So Tadarabhan Kolakov, a pleasure, a real pleasure. Uh, Dr. Sefi Mendelevich here as we continue on a Sunday for Medics 2023. At the Nahum Siegel Network, we're going to, uh, I think we're going to do one more conversation before we wrap things up, and that's going to be our dear friend, the man, the legend. I'll call him Dr. Mark Rosenberg. After all, it's medics. I'll say doctor. You'll appreciate this. You know what my mother would have given to have heard that I'm the featured person at a medical event? Yes. You know what she would have given? She's oh, finally, he made it. <laughs> you get an honorary doctorate. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Believe me, that'll be good enough. <laughs> she gave up hope long ago. That'll be good enough if they give me some type of uh, honorary recognition. Uh, make, make me an honorary PA, anything. Uh, Come on, Mark. What can you do for me here? Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Rosenberg is vice president of Diaspora Partnerships for Nefesh Benefesh. Interesting, speaking of diaspora, by the way, I found out that uh, there are people who flew in from places like Denver and California and other areas of the United States. This is not an exclusive New York, New Jersey event. No, this is a national event, uh, yeah. and it's, it's a, a sign of the investment that we have put in and bringing all of these officials from Israel and the conversations and the emails we averaged that we probably had corresponded 40 times with many people to make sure the documents were ready and that the, the date was ready and the timing the slots were ready. So people were coming in from all the country because this is really a deal breaker when it comes to their Aliyah potential. Because entrepreneurs, for instance, they have an idea. They have a, uh, a general knowledge about what they want to pursue when they get to Israel. All right, they have to you know, get things in place and put things in order. I get it. But as you just pointed out, if you're in the medical profession, you got to make sure all your degrees are the way they need to be, all your applications are the way they need to be, every document is the way it needs to be. And I, I toured the room earlier where it goes from information to interviews to notary to everything else. A lot of steps. And I can imagine that you and your staff make sure that everybody who attends has exactly what they need in order to make this work. Of course, so they can go over the finish line. Let me yeah. ask you a question, Nachum Siegel. Did you take a test to become a broadcaster? No. No, there's no test. I there's, did not. There's two Although I do have an after license, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, interesting. <laughs> there are two types of uh, jobs in this world. There's licensed jobs and unlicensed jobs. Right. So if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to be a fundraiser, you're going to... Uh, you're going to be an informal educator, which actually there actually is a test, the license that they try to give a certificate. It's a different no. type. It's, it's a certificate, not you a license. You want to move to Israel and be a Rebbe and a yeshiva. There's no test, is there? There's a, well, if you're, is there? you're going to prove you have a smicha. There's no test. Ah, but they will look to see if you have 
you know, you have the qualifications. Sometimes the person's reputation is so great right. that if you actually seek at the end that they never got a certificate from the Rebbe from like the Chavetz Chaim or these, <laughs> right. these older people, but they have such a reputation, a body of work that there's known. But a young person, they're going to say, especially if you're looking for a licensed teacher, a nurse, uh, a lawyer, you're going to have to prove your identity and show it up. Yeah. So it's so important. But all the more so, the people that I met at college who, you know, I was a freshman in college, oh, I'm going to be a doctor, and they were going to sign on for like 11 years of work before they got it. I remember those people, they had such vision and commitment. And to see that they're they're going to turn and say, I'm going to change where I'm going to work, where there's a whole different system, it's it's and a language. privilege and language. It's a privilege for us to make it easier. Based on what we said earlier in one of our conversations, nothing compares to this. In other words, with all the industries and professions that you've just rattled off, nothing compares to the uh, scrutiny for one's qualifications. Nothing compares to the paperwork that w- is involved in you know in these qualifications. That's why Medex is Medex because you need a separate event just to get all this done for the medical personnel. So thinking about it, I think the only thing that can compare to it is actually the Nefesh Benefesh flight. You, you've had the, yeah. the honor and privilege of your own. What, what, what Nefesh Benefesh was able to do was to streamline the forces at that moment to say there's a better way to do it and quicker to do it. Right. And we are benefited 20 years later that Olim from around the world, the service is much, much better. But since then, there are, there are fields of complication that come to this that it's the Ministry of Health, the medical station, the hospitals. So you have someone who's licensed and passed the test, but they're not always finding a job. You have people who are finding a job and they say, oh my goodness, this is the wrong field. How do I find the person? It's bringing it all together. And the timing of it is really amazing because if we, 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, you would meet the, the Israeli doctor, and uh, the, sorry, the government official who might be a doctor, and he's like board certified, schmort certified. Oh, I, I don't know that school. And they would put the person through the ringer when the person is tops in their field and they're, they're, they have the desire to come and are, are thinking about going to Ashkelon or Beersheba or so, something like that, and just because they, they, the form was not in the way that the person wanted to see it, and even when we persuaded them to show them that this school and this certificate was a, you know, coming in, so the, finally there's been a positive evolution. There, there's new winds and new spirit, and this cooperation, this synergy between these offices are saying that we, we value, we see the hard work that you're doing, and we're, and we're connecting the dots. There, there's no steps that are being skipped here. We're not, we're not saying, oh, this doctor's license has expired. Oh, just come on, we need a, we need a doc, good doctor over here. Oh, this school, you know, what, uh, Terra de Flego, there was, what was that medical school when I grew up? It was like, oh, you know, <laughs> this is where the dropouts go to. Yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get those people. We're talking from the top schools, um, people who have... Tijuana, I think. Uh, Tijuana. <laughs> it's, it, it's amazing to see that all the steps, everything is super kosher. You know what's funny, though, you just said, because we were talking about earlier how it took 20 years to get to this point. But it's not just 20 years worth of work. It's 20 years worth of trust where the people that you're making this pitch to finally come around and say, you know what? There's a proven track record here. We could depend on these people that they're really serious about this and working with us. Because it's not just, you know, trying to get a bureaucratic system to change its mind, so to speak, or change its practice. You also have to build that trust where they say, you know what? If they're coming to us with this concept, it's a real, you know, it's a good idea. A hundred percent. We're on radio. The visual we're seeing is the registration area. Right. People are coming in with those big yeah, frames from their yeah. wall. You, when you're in the dentist chair and you're staring <laughs> at the wall and you see, oh, what's that Latin at the top? It says this. And they're bringing in three or four of them 
with these huge IKEA bags, you know those big blue IKEA bags that are coming in here, and they're probably all dusty because who touches them? Because they don't have the trust yet enough to say, hmm, if we get this a picture of it, it's going to be okay. I understand right. that we've built this trust, and part of it is that they've come and they've they're seeing the people. Yeah. That, Plus, I'm referring to the trust on the other end, frankly. The agencies and the government officials that are like, you know, okay, Nefesh Nefesh is doing an event like this. This is serious. This is real, you know. Precisely. It's really and, both sides. And, and the, the Olim appreciate as well. Again, I'm an, I'm an English major, okay, and I have my my bachelor's of philosophy to show someone. Was there a test to get into Nefesh Nefesh or um, not? There was not. It was <laughs> no just, just an interview. Just an interview. <laughs> did that go well? It, it, apparently it did. I feel like I'm still on the interview. <laughs> For anyone listening, please send in a positive feedback. Five stars. Please. Thank um, you. <laughs> my mom as well is listening. Um, it's, 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 am- it's amazing to see that uh, the, the, the trust that people have. These are smart people. And when, they, when, they're, when they're getting, they understand the scrutiny that they're getting. And that's where the trust is also. So we, ha- we, ha- we, ha- we have the meeting. And to see the ministers and the officials, their, their draws are like agape. Not just that there's almost 400 people here. But they're seeing that there's a quality of people, and that and not just four hundred people, but but interviews arranged in advance yeah. and appointments and all that stuff. Yes, yes. people take this very seriously. And, and just like a doctor's office, we called to confirm the appointment. Correct. It, it had to make sure that everyone's going to. They're not going to have to wait fifteen to twenty extra minutes if it's a doctor's type of appointment. All right, that's a separate topic, Mark. Yes, <laughs> my father, the lawyer of blessed memory, said had a had a had a sign of Abraham Lincoln in the office. A lawyer's advice is his stock and trade, and that was given to him because my father gave out all this free advice, and the the message was he should be a little more careful about that. Here, the, the doctors are there's such a spirit as, uh, of of goodness and positivity of cooperation, and the idea that they're going to be able to come and breathe. Not just their professional building, but they're going to bring their their know-how and their values and their families and that connectivity. It's just a sign of positivity for Am Yisrael. Every hospital's here. Anybody out there who has an interest or if you have a child or a uh, son, daughter-in-law, or daughter or son-in-law who would like to pursue Aliyah and they have a medical background, now's the time. Boy, now's the time. I wonder if you... T- <laughs> You got me thinking that is the Israel Bar Association going to co- contact us and say, "Oh, we should have a special event for all the Jewish lawyers who are going to come." If yeah, we have, the problem if we have is, an event for the Jewish doctors. Israel's the highest capital of lawyers in the world, right? But but American lawyers wouldn't be able to find jobs there, would they? Um, they well, first of all, the question is passing the bar. Well, one second. But that would mean working as an American lawyer in Israel. Well, there's always the possibility, just like accountants can sit in Israel and work for American No, but I don't companies. mean that. I'm saying there are a lot of Israeli firms who want people who are experts Correct. in American international. law to be in Correct. there. They're right, consulting in. internationally, but I'm saying Correct. that people want to come. It's a very The two most competitive fields in Israel is psychology and law. Really? Yes. I mean, medical school to get in is definitely number so one. legal psychology must be really. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, all those people who write for Law & Order with their, their legal thrillers. But, yes, I mean, medical school, there, is, 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 there needs to be an expansion for the possibilities uh, for, for medical students. But this is – we're, we're – we're, it's a lifeline for uh, the, the imminent future of, no, of the need for that. doctors. Of but it's, it's a profession that is just different. Lawyers is a skill set. That people do. Many people I know went to law school. They're not practicing lawyers. They took their know-how and they're working for right. politicians. They're working for not-for-profits. They're working for um, they the may be government countries. officials themselves. Correct. Yeah. But the medical, the, the the people graduate medical school. I, I don't know what's the percent. It's, it has to be over eighty percent are still practicing medicine. Right. Still eight six six four Aliyah. Yep. Uh, Operators are standing by. Still nbn.org.il. We are. So refreshing that website and refreshing the content constantly. Also, not to aggravate you on a Sunday, but I don't think I've seen you since the Super Bowl. 
Am I right about that? I don't think we've spoken since. I, we, I don't think we spoke since the World Series either. So you can you can rub both those losses into me. Um, and and and, and Philadelphia is looking great for an NBA loss at the end as well. Interesting, boy. Somebody's been very optimistic. I see. Yes. Um, just like Yakov Avino, my my mind wanders to the Shemayim, but my my Mutzav arts of my feet are really on the ground. That's what comes from Philadelphia. You're really grounded in the ground here. Were you up in the middle of the night watching or not? I no longer stay up for that because I... Even if your team's in it. Even if my team's in it because I stayed up once and they lost. Interesting. You <laughs> think you're a bad luck? Player? No, it was a hard day's work the next day. Uh, my, my children stayed up for it. So you wake up and you find out the result. I, I watched, uh, watched the quick game. Right. And I'm saying then you find out the result yeah, that way. Yeah. And you're not so... It's the best of both worlds. Right. But it's like, you know, it's not like it was 20 years ago. Like you're, you're able to make it through the day without a problem after that. I... I, I, I the gift of being from Philadelphia is you, you know disappointment. <laughs> That's what we you know? always say. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, the, the, the Jets and the Giants. Right. I mean, someone just – I heard on the news that there's been more uh, Sima Shastas at the Met Stadium than uh, Jets or Met, Giants Met plays. Met Stadium, yeah. Met Life Stadium than Jets and Giants uh, playoff games in the past uh, 15, 20 years. Uh, what can I tell you? Yeah, this is not a, a winning topic for me. I should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Rosenberg, I thank you. Mark's official title, Vice President of Diaspora Partnerships, for Nefesh Benefesh. Since we're wrapping up, I'm going to emphasize one more time, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-ALIYAH, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H, and of course, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. You've been listening to a special MedEx 2023 edition here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Mark. I thank you all for tuning in, and uh, if you're listening to this in archive form, just realize that this event emanated from the March 19th visit of uh, many distinguished medical people and the many potential um, medical um, background Olim here in Teaneck, New Jersey. Again, March the 19th, Teaneck, New Jersey. My thanks to Avrami, of course. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. My thanks to Rabbi Fass, Tony Gilbart, Yael Katzman, and a special thanks to James, who is an excellent producer here today. I just don't know where he is. I could thank him personally. And I thank all of you for listening to the Nahum Siegel Network.